Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Ladies, woohoo, and woohoo, gentle, woohoo, men, woohoo, welcome, woohoo, to woohoo, another woohoo, digital, woohoo, six and episode two hundred and eighty. Pew 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 pew. Hi, Luke. Hi, for hi, everybody. How's it going? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For people that are extremely new to the show and wondering what the fuck is going on, this is what I do every tenth show. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It is a gimmick, and it is a gimmick that is going to stay. <laughs> and it's not going anywhere, as far as I can tell. It's been a gimmick nope. since episode nope. ten, ten at, as far as I remember. So yeah. Uh, episode twenty. Yes. Oh, 20, sure. Mm-hmm, yeah. For some reason, I did it, do it at 10. I don't know why, but I did it at 20, so that what is what counts. <laughs> probably because at 10, we were like, uh, I don't know what we're doing. That's probably why. Um, <laughs> uh, do we know what we're doing right now? We have a, gen- a general concept more than we did then, I think. I, well, we kind of, yeah. I'm not sure what we're never. I'm never sure what we're going to talk about. I, this podcast is a big surprise for me. I never know what's going on. That isn't true. But it's let's, halfway let's, true. That's the funny part. It's halfway true and halfway not true. So you, nobody out there is ever going to know what's true and what's not. Like, even we don't know what's true and what's not. So, how's uh, your week been? It's been all right. Uh, massive storm here, but I can't really complain because the massive storms other places are much worse. So I'm not going to say my storm was. You know what I mean? Uh, we'll talk about the the storms here in America, but I lost power for a few days. We had a massive ice storm that took out a bunch of trees all around me. So what Friday night? I think it was. I'm like trying yeah. to sleep, except there are massive trees just like falling all around me. Uh, very yeah. loud, so it was not very easy. That kind of threw my sleep schedule off for a couple of days as well, uh, not being able to sleep for a whole night. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, we got power back after a couple of days, so it, it wasn't mm-hmm. too bad. It just, uh, it's just, it's annoying when you lose power, but uh, it's not, de- definitely I, I'm in a much better situation than a lot of people are right now uh, with the storms going on. All around the country here in America. Yeah, let's begin with that uh, since we are talking about it. I mean, cold snaps, well. uh, levels 5 million in Texas. Uh, that is a lot of uh, people. And Mexico is without power? I don't know where you're reading this. Over 4 million without power in Texas is what it says. Oh, it says 5 million here. Wedge. Okay. Uh, at least one person is dead. Uh, 
at least, and more than 4 million are left without power in Texas after a rare deep freeze forced the state's electrical grid uh, to impose rotating blackouts because of high power demand. Uh, the cause of death for the person was extremely low temperatures, the police chief of Houston said. Uh, PowderOutage.us website uh, tracks power outages, said that 4,113,700 Texas customers experienced outages on Tuesday. The cold snap sweeping Texas reached the northern part of the of neighboring Mexico as well, where authorities say... 4.7 million users lost power early Monday. So that maybe that's what you're reading. Ah, yeah, maybe that's the so five almost million five million in Mexico on Monday around midday. Service had been restored to around half of those people, around 2.6 million. Uh, the Texas power prices surged after uh, after the cold snap. Yeah, but uh, your super president uh, saved uh, the day by declaring an emergency. Because that saves everything. Uh, that turns the power on again. I, I've been reading a lot about how uh, this isn't... While this is crazy because it's Texas, and we should talk mm-hmm. about the fact that there's a cold snap, it says... Temperatures ranging from 28 to minus 8 degrees Fahrenheit, minus 2 to minus 22 degrees Celsius uh, in Texas. Um, That's not normal for Texas. It's probably the first thing we should point out. Right. Before we go anywhere uh, else. (laughs) Yes, because uh, the houses in Texas, they are made for letting power out and not really made for keeping heat in and i would assume like the telephone poles the way they're designed the uh, right power stations and things like that aren't set up and aren't used to being in this type of weather uh and then more people i, I think what it's suggesting is that there's they had to shut it off because of the amount of people using power so more people are having to use their electrical heating systems and things like that, which they would never use mm-hmm. normally in Texas. Like, they just have an electrical heating system. They probably never use it. But now, because of the demand yeah. on the power grid, that's why all these things are shutting down. Uh, and then that's mm-hmm. leaving people without uh, heat. And that's what looks like w- possibly is why one one person, at least, has been killed by this. Uh, very sad um, yeah, and this is not just Texas, there was a, I mean, like I said, Mexico, but, uh, in the middle of America, there was just a massive, uh, cold, cold snap happening all over the place. See, this is why I don't believe in global warming. There's, there's, <laughs> there is a snowstorm in Texas. That can't be part of the global warming. Because it's cold, right? So it must be yeah. not part of global warming. Look at how cold it, it is. Can't be part. It can't be a part of the global warming, right? <laughs> I can hear them. I can hear them <laughs> saying it. It can't be a part of the global warming because it's so cold. Yeah, no. And it has absolutely nothing to do with that. Not at all. But yeah, no, this is terrible news. I feel, I feel so sad about it. But it's just like it, it, it's. Um, I saw some pictures of like people's like uh, indoor like 
uh, people had like uh, icicles uh, down from their like fans and things like that. Like it was so absurd watching it. I mean, was it last year that the flood happened in Texas, which caused this massive problem mm-hmm. in Texas because it was flooding all over the place and people were losing their houses and then. Uh, last summer, all over the West Coast, we have massive fires all over the place, and then a yeah. huge cold sweep in the winter. It's the clearly the extremes of weather in between winter and summer are becoming more extreme, uh, at oh, yeah. least over my lifetime. It's very clear. Oh yeah, uh, at least it's very clear to us. <laughs> Not sure it's clear to everybody, Luke. To be honest, <laughs> because. Uh, that voice, that voice I made, isn't isn't really. It is a lot of people saying this on online. So, like, it can't be global warming because it's cold. They don't really understand uh, how global warming works. I guess. Uh, no, but I don't think a lot of people really understand it. Um, <laughs> how it works. I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't. One hundred percent understand how it works. Yeah. No. No. Uh, let's talk about something that we have uh, also talked about. This is also some somewhat cold. See what I did there? Uh, the U.S. government appeals their U.K. Uh, ruling against uh, Julian Assange. Extradition. The U.S. government has appealed the U.K. judge's ruling against extraditing uh, the U.K. co-founder Julian Assange, according to Justice Department official... The appeal made clear that Joe Biden intends to have Assange stand trial on espionage and hacking-related charges over WikiLeaks publications of hundreds of thousands of U.S. military documents. The Justice Department had until Friday to file an appeal against the ruling on January 4th that Assange suffered mental health problems that would raise the risk of suicide if he was extradited to the U.S., uh, human right, rights groups have called on Biden to drop the case, case which raises sen- sensitive transparency, transparency and media free, freedom issues. Uh, prosecuting him could also mean prosecuting powerful U.S. news organizations that publish similar material uh, legal fights the government will probably end up losing. And t- uh, right. Uh, so, I, the whole thing... Oh, right. Uh, the... Last week, 24 organizations, which we talked about, Human Rights Watch, Amnesty International, Reporters Without Borders, all urged Biden to drop this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not super surprised that he still thinks this, to be honest. Are you surprised? Who thinks what? That Biden thinks that uh, he should be in jail. Well, you said he still thinks it, and we just found out that just now. So this is the first time we're finding it out. <laughs> that well, I, I, I'm the, well. Okay, I, I thought he had made his point clear before about this. No, he's never talked. Didn't about we this. talk about? Never, really. N- no, I don't know what. Okay, I mean, unless there's something that I don't know about. Okay, All that right. surprises me. Uh, not. I mean, Biden doesn't talk about anything. Why Why would it surprise you that he didn't talk about this? <laughs> that is true. You have a very, very, very quiet president now. I, he did a town hall on about. CNN last night uh, 
supposedly. I didn't watch oh. it, but that's like oh. one of the big the things that he came up Right. I, the thing that we've learned about this presidency is that even in the White House press briefings, the people who ask questions, yeah. they have to get them like, they have to uh, run the question by the White House before they ask it in the press brief. It's everything is staged really? beforehand. Yeah. So see, all these wow. CNN questions probably had to go through his press uh, group before anything was asked on the CNN town hall. So it's not like they were going to catch him with some kind of gotcha question or anything like that, because literally this White House doesn't allow that. You think that's because he's senile and wouldn't remember what he really thinks? No, I think it's because Joe Biden has an incredibly (laughs) short fuse, and at any point if somebody asks him the wrong question, he'll go, listen, fat boy, and they don't want him to do that. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I do remember that. <laughs> oh, for people that don't know. Okay, uh, talking about uh, president, uh, former President Donald Trump is acquitted in the second uh, impeachment trial. What a shock! Exactly one um, one month and a week after the insurrectionists incited a riot at the Capitol on January 6th, former President Donald Trump's impeachment trial came to a climactic ending on Saturday, with Trump being acquitted for his alleged role in inciting this deadly event. A majority of senators voted to convict the, the former president, but they failed to reach the majority threshold needed for a conviction. Uh, the drama ensued on the Senate floor Saturday morning, where senators... Uh, voted to hear from witnesses. However, after roughly one hour recess, the Senate determined no witnesses would be called and opted instead to admit into evidence written testimony. Yeah, this felt extremely weird. Like, all of a sudden, the Democrats were like, no, 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 no. We don't need any more witnesses. <laughs> uh, it came like out like new new testimony about that day, like what was going on and things like that. And Democrats were like, "No, no, 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 we're not really interested anymore. We were twenty four hours ago, but no, no, we, <laughs> we don't want to hear it now." I think the problem with the whole thing it makes it. Uh... Whether it's true or not, it makes it seem like the Democrats never really cared about prosecuting Trump in the first place. If they wanted to actually prosecute him, they yes. would have called witnesses. What happened is the the Republicans said, if you call witnesses, we're going to call witnesses. And if we right. call witnesses, then it's going to extend the trial. So the Democrats said, their excuse is, hey, we're not going to be able to get anything done if we're having to do this trial, which is not true, because you can call a recess yeah. and then vote on other things uh, that are right. taking place in America, and then re- and then the trial can be restarted. It's not like you can't do anything while a trial's going on. That's not how that works, so that's actually just a misnomer. But uh, the real thing is, it makes it seem like they... If they, their whole thing is like, this is a dire straits. Like, we have to prosecute him, otherwise mm. um, it, it ruins the rule of law. And I, I agree with that. I, like I, I've said in the past, the whole idea of like, if this, if this insurrection against a federal capital can happen in 
eight years when we have some other Donald Trump type president, um, mm. and he incites a, a riot at a state capital, which is a lesser capital than a federal capital. Does that make it less of a crime? And then does that make it? Oh right. well, we can't prosecute him because it was a state capital, and we didn't prosecute the president when it was a federal ca- capital, right? So that's one of the biggest problems is like they made it seem like such a dire such dire straits that we had to prosecute him and then they at the very last minute went but we don't actually need to we don't want to call witnesses because that would make this trial like way (laughs) too big of a deal yeah so it doesn't seem like it was that dire of straits if it was such dire straits that you're not willing to call witnesses that those two things don't go together no it seems like they they didn't really want this impeachment trial in the first place. It's kind of what well, they it did, like. but they just wanted it for show. It was all just a, all right. it was all just a big uh, mock trial, yeah. just for, just for optics to say, hey, look, we tried to prosecute him, it didn't happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a good strategy. But uh, who the fuck am I? <laughs> I don't think that's a good strategy, but what do I know? Maybe people think that's a good strategy. I don't. I don't. You don't. Uh, they do, because they just want to yeah, do, do as little as possible <laughs> while maintaining the same optics. Like, can we do mm. nothing but then make it look like we did something? And <laughs> that's, what it, that's what this is. Yeah. It's like, hey, look, we... We went and tried to prosecute him. We didn't call any witnesses or, like, try at all to, like, actually do anything to create evidence that would get him arrested and put in jail. But we did do something, right? Yeah, see, see, we really, really, really tried. We talked a whole lot. And the other thing is, like, they knew from the beginning, before this trial ever started, that they weren't going to get two-thirds of the vote. Yes. Uh, to prosecute, uh, from what I've been hearing, if they would have, instead of having it, uh, instead of prosecuting him for what what they did, which I think was uh, insurrection, if they would have mm-hmm. prosecuted him under other laws, as far as like uh, giving aid to the enemy, meaning like the mm-hmm. the rioters, they could have uh, passed the same thing uh, with a with half half vote instead of a two-thirds vote uh but they chose to ah. chose to charge him with uh insurrection instead so that almost also suggests hey they didn't actually yeah. want to prosecute him they just wanted a right. a show trial yeah yeah that's because they then can say in the upcoming election that hey see we tried to stop him i promise uh, something else that has been big in both 2020 and 2021 is this fucking corona shit. Uh, can it please be over, please? Uh, I want it now. Please be over. Please, please. Can you stop it, Luke? Stop it. Uh, let's do like they do in New Zealand and shut everything down. Um, from the very beginning of the, all this We've been watching New Zealand as kind of a, a, a point of um, a point of data that uh, changes depending on how bad the world is, right? Yes. Because New definitely. Zealand has been able to kind of uh, hold down the virus better than anywhere else around the world. 
Um, and I so whenever there's more. kind of an outbreak there or something happens there, um, it, cha- it, it makes me go, okay, this is going to affect everywhere else. Um, yep. As people in Auckland adjusted to a new lockdown, Monday health officials say they have found no evidence the coronavirus has spread further than in the community of Auckland. Uh, new Zealand's largest city was hur- hur- oh, hurried into place during a three-day lockdown Sunday after three unexplained, unexplained cases were found in the country's in the country in the first lockdown in six months, and it represents a setback in a largely successful effort in New Zealand. New Zealand has announced its first batch of vaccine had has arrived. Officials say this this shipment is about sixty thousand doses of vaccine. Uh, these were developed by Pfizer and Biotech. Uh, right, New Zealand's greatest vulnerability has been its border. New cases are regularly caught among returning travelers, all of whom are required to spend two weeks in quarantine. Despite these precautions, there have been several times where the virus has leaked out uh, through the border. Um, the, uh, the officials are trying to determine whether that's happened again in this in this case. So, right. It sounds like they got a, they caught it before it got out, but they're they're still checking that. I saw my dad today for the first time in one and a half year. Oh yeah. Well, it, yeah. first time in person, right? Right. Yeah. It was so nice to finally see him. They are here in Lillehammer because we're fixing fixing things in the apartment. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was so, so, so strange to see him. Uh, it felt absurd, like, uh, finally being here. I mean, I missed him so much, and it was so good to see him. Um... Somebody else that has been kind of locked uh, in, uh, it looks like, is uh, the princess of uh, Dubai. Uh, Her name is uh, Latifa. Uh, And we have a video of her saying she's a hostage. Hey, let's watch the video and then we'll go into it. Uh, Give me a countdown whenever you're ready. In... Fuck... Well, okay, I'll go into it first then. Uh, BBC Panorama has obtained secret video messages showing the daughter of Dubai's ruler, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid al-Maktoum, quite a name, uh, is imprisoned against her will. Princess Latifa uh, fled by boat in 2018 and planned to seek asylum in the U.S. She says she was intercepted by commandos before she was tranquilized and flown back to Dubai. Okay, let's check this video out. Give me countdown. In three, two, one, play. This video from a bathroom because uh, it's the only room with the door I can lock. And and the door to my room I put, because um, I can't lock the door to my room, there's no key. So uh, I'm in a villa, I'm, I'm a hostage, and uh, this villa has been converted into a jail. All the windows are barred shut, I can't open any window. Uh, there is five policemen outside and two policewomen inside the house and uh, I can't even go outside to get any fresh air. Uh, I don't know when I'll be released and what the conditions will be like when I'm released. Um, every day I am worried about my safety and my life. Um, don't really know if I'm going to survive the situation. Uh, the police threatened me that I'll be imprisoned my whole life and I'll never see the sun again. I'm really uh, reaching a point now where I'm just getting so tired of everything. Um, 
It's like a circus. Aww. Okay, we can stop it there. So yeah, uh, the governments of Dubai and UAA have not responded to requests for comment from the BBC. They say they have always said that Latifa is safe and in loving care of her family. So that's like the official line from Dubai right now. Right. That she's not being trapped and uh, in prison. It is being in prison that she's in loving care of her family is the exact words. <laughs> yeah. Sound like it was very loving care. That's that that is definitely uh, what it sounds like. I would totally risk my life to put out a video like that even if I was in loving care of my family. Doesn't really sound like she was in loving care, does it? Does not seem like it to me. I mean, from the videos we're watching, uh, they look real to me. I don't see any reason to think that these are fake videos or, you know... Um, right. Uh, deep fake or anything like that, right? Right. Uh, many years ago, I would say two, three years ago, we talked about uh, the Kotl... Uh, Catalonia uh, separating from uh, Spain. Right, there were massive uh, riots. If you remember, the police yeah. basically just attacked uh, these Catalonian. Uh, I think they weren't really protesting. They were uh, they were celebrating, which ended up turning into protests, and then the right. police cracked down. Right. And uh, now separatists are going to make a fresh independence push after uh, electoral success. The Catalonian pro-independence parties want to increase increase majority in the first regional election since Spain was plunged into the worst political crisis in decades. Uh, despite the election campaign overshadowed by the COVID-19 pandemic, the results may reinforce a push for independence but this time through negotiated settlements between Madrid and Barcelona. The vote saw the socialists take the largest share of the vote and the far-right party uh, securing its first seats in the political turbulent region. Socialists won 33 seats and 23% of the vote, but despite this, will struggle to form a government in Catalonia as they would need support from the left-wing pro-independence party as well, which came second with 33 seats, but only 21% of the vote. Mm. That is interesting. For the first time, pro-independence parties took more than half the vote, winning 51%, uh, a rise from 47.5% uh, in 2017. Uh, three, secessionist party, three secessionist parties now hold 74 of the 135 seats in the Catalonian parliament. Right. So this seems like uh, actually a victory for for uh, the success of uh, Catalonia getting away from Spain. It's a move in the right direction, but like they said, the left wing um, party to actually make it they they would have to work with the Catalonian Republic left. Uh, talking about Biden. Uh, uh, w one of the most funny names I have er ever heard, uh, DJ, oh, sorry, TJ Ducklow, <laughs> Ducklow, right. that is such a good name, uh, press aides to uh, Biden had uh, resigned this week after threatening a reporter. 
T.J. Ducklow, a White House press aide, resigned Saturday after facing backlash for threatening a Politico reporter. Uh, he announced his resignation in a statement in which he expressed disgust for his behavior, and the White Oh, the White House has said it has accepted his resignation. Uh, he admitted to using abhorrent, disrespectful, and unacceptable language in a conversation with Politico's Tara Palmieri, who had been working on a story to explore potential ethical concerns arising from his relationship with an Axios political reporter. Uh, mind you, he is a White House press aide, and he's dating mm. a a reporter. So you could see how there'd be some conflict right. of interest. Uh, Duckle reportedly yeah. attempted to <laughs> smear smear Palmieri for for publishing her story by threatening her and using disparaging language. I will destroy you, he told Palmieri, according to mm. Vanity Fair. He also reportedly accused her of being jealous of his relationship with the Axios reporter, <laughs> and envious because the because another man had pre previously wanted to fuck uh, his girlfriend and not her. Oh. Wow. <laughs> That's going a little, a little far. When the news broke of these threats, the White House placed him on a one-week suspension without pay, but immediately people asked why he hadn't been fired. Uh, when President yeah. Joe Biden last month was asked uh, that anyone who treat colleagues with disrespect or talk down to somebody, that they would be fired on the spot. Uh, in a statement con confirm confirming Duckless' resignation, Jen Saki said the Biden administration remained committed to striving every day to meet the standards set by the president in treating others with dignity and respect. Okay. It's almost like he's a hypocrite or something. I, I think he said that, and they didn't really think about the connotations of, like, if firing somebody <laughs> right. the second you hear that something oh, no. went wrong, like, without any kind yeah. of evidence or proof, right? I know I really have to do with the thing I said I would do. Oh, no. That's terrible. Yeah, I mean, what we're hearing is that they knew about this... <laughs> before the reports came out or anything and they they didn't do anything about it until <laughs> until wow. the reports actually came out so wow that's even worse yes <laughs> oh, wow. oh that is so terrible oh hey uh have you heard an expression uh i believe that when pigs can fly or when pigs can fly mm -hmm. that will happen yeah or... Yeah. Well, uh, they can't fly, but they can play video games, Luke. Pigs can, pigs can play video games, scientists have found. Uh, four pigs, ha uh, Hamlet, Omelette, Ebony, and Ivory, okay, <laughs> were trained to use an arcade-style joystick to steer an on-screen cursor into walls. Researchers say the fact that pigs understood the connection between the stick and the game is no small feat. <laughs> The pigs even continued playing when the food reward dispenser broke, apparently. Uh, usually the pigs would be given a food pellet for winning the game, but during testing, the game broke and kept clearing the game level. Oh, they kept clearing game, game levels even when encouragement by the researchers uh, ha had stopped. Uh, mm -hmm. This sort of study is important because with any sign oh sentient being... How we interact with pigs and what we do 
to them impacts and impacts and matters to them. The research team also thought the fact that pigs could play video games at all, since they are far-sighted animals with no hands or thumbs, was remarkable. <laughs> she added, it's not that they're not... Oh, she added, they're not playing Minecraft, but they can manipulate a situation to get the reward, uh, which is no surprise at all. But we are one step away from pigs playing Minecraft, so it, they could be... Can you imagine a pig making a pig farm in Minecraft? Oh, the irony, the irony, and that would be so funny. Oh, and is it only me that finds it a little strange that the name of the pigs are Hamlet, Ebony, Ivory, and Omelette, where one of them is a few food ingredients where I probably would use in it. There's a possibility, sure. Yeah, I would use pig in an omelette. I'm actually, I'm honestly a a plain cheese omelette guy. I don't I don't want things... Is that weird? I just want just cheese. Like, uh, I don't like. I don't Bacon want veggies. Good. I don't really like meat or anything. Meat seems like... Really? Well, right. It's already egg. Why do you need more protein in a thing that's just basically all protein? <laughs> right? Smoked. Yeah. I, that is also one of my questions. Does this make their bacon better? <laughs> Does playing the games make the bacon better? I don't know. Probably not. Mm. Here in Washington, uh, here in or- I think it's Washington, Washington, Oregon. They have like pigs that they just feed uh, marijuana, and supposedly that like really? makes the makes the meat amazing. Yeah, they also have pigs they just feed like acorns. I think. I think that's like a Japanese. They have like this Japanese uh, pork that's like just they're just fed acorns. Uh, it says here the same kind of experiment that they tried on pigs has has been tried on chimpanzees and monkeys, but they have uh, an advantage, obviously, because they have opposable thumbs and were able to meet (laughs) meet much higher requirements uh, for researchers uh, playing video games. Yes. I would think it would make it a little easier (laughs) to control. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Anyway, uh... (laughs) Uh, I like Unity. Do you like Unity, Luke? Um, I feel like we did this last week. Yes, we did. <laughs> but uh, we are never united. This is Trump, but Trump tells the truth. Do you ever heard a word people say, like, we need to get united again? Oh, united. We need to come together like we used to. No, we never used to. When Republican and Conservatives talk about unity, they talk about unity like there were not other voices who can tell them they are assholes. There were not independent voices like women, black people, and so on, so on. Fact for the sixties destroyed America. Yes, the great fucking world. It's not only United States they talk like that. They talk like that in Norway in Europe too. Like they were like like a divided unity with people before. No, 
the rich have always been screwing the poor and the poor have always been used to play the game for the rich people and there always been racism always been sexism and so on so on so on I can be agree with we need a unity we need to come together we cannot come together if we don't acknowledge the problem there is sexism is a problem the Me Too movement is reality they didn't come up in a vacuum they come because there were problems there were issues they need to address racism exactly the same I don't think people black people complain or just go march around the streets and are angry just because they like to be angry people are getting killed because they're black you have to acknowledge that you can talk about conservative or liberal or socialism politics as much as you want but we have to acknowledge some common problems before we can move on there wasn't unity before when Pete Buttigieg talking about the radical 60s it's fucking very funny because having been for the radical 60s he would not be in office yes do you really think in the the 60s, a gay man can be sitting in the government? No. Or being a mayor? In the 70s, they were sacked as teachers. What do you fucking think? What conservative women in Congress and Senate think when they talk about unity? We come to back together and all the radicalism from the left in the 60s and 70s. They wouldn't be in Congress or Senate if they haven't fucking been for those same people. We can, conservatives are obviously good at saying, like, not having a different ish uh, answer to the question, just pretend that the question doesn't exist. Climate disgrace doesn't exist. Sexism doesn't exist. Racism doesn't exist. We need unity. Well, if you want unity, you have to come together and discuss these issues. You can be disagreeing about what kind of politics and so on can be used on those issues. But you have to acknowledge the issues exist. If you don't do that, we cannot have any unity. Because for the people who are suffering from racism, sexism, and a lot of other things, they need to get their issues discussed and addressed, and they need something to do something about it. It's not a lot of issues is coming up now. It's not a left and right issue, but we're making them the left and right issue. Environmental politics is not the right or right, left or right issue. Sexism shouldn't be either. But here we are. We're making these questions up to be about left and right. If you do that constantly, we will get no unity. There are no middle to meet in anymore. I talked about this before. We cannot push things farther to the right and say, if you don't do that, we, we don't have unity. The world today, we need to come together. But how are we going to get together? That's not an issue. This was Tron. Tron tells the truth. Fuck you all. Thanks, Tron. That was uh, very nice of you to record, as always. Thank you, Tron. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about some TV look. Uh, let's start with a reality show 
with uh, Jack Osborne, because that's what we really need now, is uh, another Jack Osborne reality show. I wonder but, if he uh, has his own production studio or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I have no clue. He's been in, in Portals to Hell, and now this uh, Osborne's uh, I Want to Believe. And now this this show called Ghost, uh, no, uh, Fright Club. Uh, it is him and, and the two, three ghost brothers. They're trying to freak each other out with the most creepiest videos they can find. Competing against each other. Well, doesn't that sound exciting, look? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, it, there is... It, uh... Led by reality television superstar Jack Osborne, uh, OsborneMedia.com. Uh, really? Yeah, he does have his own production studio. That is exactly why <laughs> he's in all these shows. Okay. Our series is, uh, have aired in over 100 companies on premier cable networks <laughs> such as A&E, MTV, CBS, Nat Geo, Discovery, Travel Channel, just to name a few. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly Discovery, to be honest. That's what... That yeah, that, I think that answers the question, though. <laughs> yes. Uh, another thing that you definitely haven't had time to see, I am guessing, is uh, Amand, 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 uh, The Fight for America with Will Smith on Netflix. No, uh, this is, I didn't uh, know this was the, a thing. This is a documentary uh, about the 14th uh, Amendment. Uh, oh, uh, the Ghost Brothers, I, uh, well, uh, sorry, Fright Club. I, I mix them together. Uh, I'm going to give it two. Uh, but yeah, this uh, Aman, Amend uh, on Netflix is very, 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 very good. And I didn't think it was going to be good at all because I thought it was going to be very American propaganda-ish. Uh, to be honest, and it definitely isn't. Um, it has a lot of like, uh, it didn't go into the trap of like uh, being very like America. <laughs> and uh, it is produced by Will Smith uh, and uh, Larry Winmore. It has a lot of people that you would know uh, in it, like. Uh, Mahersha Ali, Ali, Randall Park, Samara Willey, and Padre Pascal, uh, just to name a few, uh, having like voices of historical figures and things like that. And it is so extremely good cut, and it, like uh, the acting in this is amazing, and it is it is a very good documentary. I recommend this hard. I will give it a seven and a half. Maybe one of the best things on documentary on Netflix right now. Right. The whole section on Fortnite was really good with Will Smith. Um, I saw <laughs> the Cecil Hotel documentary, which actually was called Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. I don't know why it was called Crime Scene. Uh, maybe that's a show, oh. a running thing on Netflix where they do different crime scene like you know what i'm saying yeah because i saw this as well i have no clue why it was called this well i would assume that maybe it's a running thing they're also going to do other crime scenes in this show called crime scene and this was just crime scene okay. 
The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, uh, which right. is, of course, about Elisa Lamb. I always want to say Lisa Lamb, because uh, I think that's like a reporter for <laughs> CNN. Reporter. Yeah. Right. Uh, yes. But it's Elisa Lamb, uh, who is found in the water tower of of the CISO hotel. If people remember that story, I followed the news story at the time. So this was pretty interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, it isn't that it's uninteresting. It's just that I am getting very, very, very tired of this Netflix way of shooting documentaries. Uh, I mean, it was just, it wasn't any better or any worse than any of the other, no, uh, uh, true crime documentary style TV shows that Netflix has done recently. I would say, having watched the Unabomber one pretty recently, this mm-hmm. is better than that. I would say it's just as good as the um, Olympic Park Bomber one. Uh, so I-, I would probably put this on the level of like a six point five. I gave it a six. Okay, I mean we're pretty close still. Uh, it the, yeah, it's interesting content in the sense that the uh, not to ruin the ending, but the, this ends different than any other of these cr- true crime right. documentaries, right? It has a it has a more interesting kind of narrative to it in that it's more mysterious in a way, uh, because even if you know the story of say like this this story. Uh, you don't necessarily know the ending where with a lot of like serial killer true crime stuff, it's right. like, you know, the ending of the Unabomber story, right? Everybody knows the ending of the Unabomber story. He, he goes to jail, uh, spoiler. Right. Uh, the oh, ending no. of the ending oh, of this, you, you didn't really it. actually know how it was necessarily going to end, which I thought that right. bumped it up a little bit to me. So, uh, another thing on Netflix that I watched was, uh, cop, Capitani, Capitani. Uh, this is a very good uh, thriller crime show. Uh, it is about this detective, Luke Capitani, that investigates the murder of a teenage girl uh, in Luxembourg. I really like the, the surrounding, which was very, like, cool. Uh, I really liked uh, uh, the way they they kind of came into the the series. It was like perfectly length as well, and uh, I have never, never, never ever seen a Luxembourgy crime drama thriller series in in my entire world, in in my entire life. I mean. And I find that very interesting, like, uh, like where, 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 uh, place to be from, I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, um, kind of somewhat standard uh, crime thriller drama. So I'm, I'm not going to give it a awesome, awesome, but I liked it, so I will give it a seven, seven. Okay, uh, yes. I saw Holy Moly Australia, what, four episodes, I think, of this? Uh, yeah, it was, it's very good. I mean, there's a lot of differences between the American version of Holy Moly, if you don't know what that is. It's yeah. extreme mini-golf, so instead of 
it's mini golf, but like uh, mixed with wipeout. Uh, right. Um, mm-hmm. This is different in the sense that. Uh, they do some funny camera tricks here. Uh, they they shoot these... They take some shots from the American... I don't know if you noticed this, Fro, but... They take some mm-hmm. drone shots from the American uh, version mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. these shots of the uh, it this outdoor area where they had set up all the course in the American version, and they use mm-hmm. that to make it look like it's outdoors in the like, Australian version. Yeah. We know that there sh- it was shot in a studio, so we know that there was a difference. Right. That's the only reason we know. Uh... Right. There's other things that is different here. A lot less water than the American version mm-hmm. because it's indoors. It would be a lot harder to, you know, have a to build a giant swimming pool inside of a building because you can't just dig a big hole and then uh, put put a <laughs> liner in it. You have like there's a, it's a building. You know what I mean? Um, so they had mm-hmm. like they had some water uh, uh, obstacles, but not as many. Uh, Second episode, they did actually acknowledge uh, the U.S. version, uh, basically Mm -hmm. saying, yes, we know there's a U.S. version. We're going to pretend that that doesn't exist uh, (laughs) for the sake of the jokes on the show. (laughs) Right. Which I thought was a good way of going about it, especially since the show is already tongue-in-cheek. It doesn't really matter if you make a stupid little joke like that. Uh, I mean, overall, it's exactly the same as Holy Moly in America. It just... Uh, a little mm. bit different. I, uh, it, they made some funny jokes in there. Uh, yeah, I, overall, I give it an eight. I really, really like it. I, I, I have a kind of weird question. Do you think it's better or worse than the? American like I just said, it's it pretty much exactly the same as the U.S. version. Okay. I saw Buried by the Bernards on Netflix. This is a documentary series that I had no clue what I was going in for, but this is this is a fun comedy thing uh, that I recommend everybody to see. This is this is uh, an Afro-American uh, family that has a, a, a company uh, where uh, and this is documentary following them uh, uh, about having a, a, a company where they buried people. What do you call that? Mortuaries? What do you call it in English? Mortuary? Mortuary? Yeah, mortuary. It's very hard for me to say. Okay. Uh, yes. Well, anyway, they bury, bury people. Uh, they also have, like, uh, they keep funerals. And uh, uh, there's a very eccentric uncle in this show that kind of saves the whole show. Uh, the daughters uh, are kind of funny. Uh, and the mom in this uh, 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 is hilariously funny. I will give it a six. Point five. I do recommend it, and I think people will find it interesting. Okay, I saw The Young Rock yesterday. Ah, okay, I need to see this. It is not a great show. Uh, (laughs) You would think that they would just take the formula of Young Sheldon, right, which is a Yes. Pretty easy formula to repeat with just a different character. Yes. But instead of they decided that they wanted to set make it in the setting where it's set in the future 
in 2032 where The Rock okay. is running for president and he's doing an interview um, before his presidency about his life. And so everything you see from The Young Rock is like him talking about him when he was a young kid. So this is retconning that he will definitely, definitely run as the president. Well, that's not retconning. It's uh... a... <laughs> well, well, pre... The reverse of whatever the reverse of retconning is, sure. Um, right, right. I mean, there has been talk of him running for president. I think it's kind of a joke yes. in a way, but at the same time, it makes it incredibly... Cr the most cringy parts of the show are when he's doing the interview, when he's talking with this interviewer or whatever, who is a ho is just hor the worst part of the show. When they actually go into him as a kid, uh, that part's like very much like young Sheldon. It's not bad. It's got its good parts and mm -hmm. its bad parts. Uh, the really, they do a really cool scene in this episode where uh, he goes to his dad's house, you know, who's Rocky Johnson and all of his friends are over playing poker, which includes like the iron Sheik, uh, the, the Samoans, uh, Andre, the giant. And they're all, it, they're all played by, you know, actors, but it's, you know, it's kind of cool as a wrestling fan to see those kind of things in a show. Uh, overall, though, this show is not a good show. I'm going to have to give it a four. Aww. I'm kind of disappointed. Hey, it's not as bad as the Big Show show. Alright? <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing can beat that. I think that is the worst thing I have ever seen in part a while. Uh, I saw Netflix's The Big Day, uh, where... Um, this is uh, where we follow Indian couples that are getting married, uh, getting ready to get married. Uh, if you think you've been to kind of a fun wedding, this is this is so fun to see. This is so like out of the way, extravagantly weird. I have to say that I was a little bored uh, because I don't really care about rich people getting married, and it's like like it's very like over class people that I follow on this series. It's like like it's people that have uh, can afford like two hundred people coming to their wedding, and that is a small wedding, right? Sure, uh, but. It is very extravagant and over the top, and kind of the wedding part of it is interesting. It's just four episodes out right now. I'm not sure I recommend it though. I gave it a four. Okay, I saw another show last night, the Keenan Show, or I think it was just okay. called Keenan. So I don't know. Oh. Yeah. At least from where I was, but when I'm looking it up, it says the Keenan Show, but it was called Keenan with. Uh, with Keenan, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know from SNL, Keenan Thompson. Uh, mm -hmm. He's the main character. He plays a single dad who recently, I guess, not even recently, like a year ago, his wife died. Okay, and he's a TV morning um, morning talk show uh, host. Um, okay, and he hasn't dealt with the grief of his lost wife. Uh, so he's a single dad with two kids. Uh, his wife's uh, father, so his father-in-law lives with him, he helps out with the kids, and then he's got a goofy 
friend who's basically the uh, Kramer character who comes in and all wacky, you know what I mean? Um, right. Very standard sitcom writing. Uh, it's very standard. It's not anything to write home about. It's not good. It's not terrible, but it's not good. Um, overall, <laughs> I, I think it's slightly worse than The Rock, so I'm going to give it a 3.5. Hey, since I'm a gluttony for punishment and really like to uh, see shitty things, I saw Top of Nails <laughs> season two, episode one. Uh, it was different uh, seeing it and and uh, not having to recap it. That was very, very, very okay. But uh, at least now they are aware of what show this is. So now they tell us that, uh, like in the first episode, they told us that, hey, if you win with your team, the team will get an extra amount of money. Uh, so they tell that from the get-go. Instead of, like, uh, when we watched it, they told us it in the next to last episode or right. something. Um <laughs> uh, it seems like they are more aware of what kind of show they are making. That does not make it a good show still. So I give it to three. Did they change anything with the rules or is it all the same? It's all the same game. All the same. Just different contestants, different, different games. I'm guessing. Yes. Okay. Uh, I saw the crew. I know you saw this. Uh, Yes. Uh, It was on Netflix, right? Yes, it was. With uh, Kevin James, which Mm -hmm. I think the last thing I saw Kevin James in uh, was that movie from last year, uh, the horror movie, right? The Home Alone ripoff. Becky. Which he was really, really good. Really good in that. And it's like, to go from him being in that to him acting (laughs) in this show, he, like, was two different, completely different worlds of, like... Acting ability, you know what I mean? It's like this was a stupid uh, sitcom, so obviously whatever. Yeah. Uh, but his character in that, and like seeing him in that, and then going to watch this yeah. is like the. It just felt like uh, moving into an alternate dimension. So maybe that <laughs> was an issue with the whole show. You know, it also yeah. kind of felt like okay, yeah. Kevin James. When I saw that movie, I was like, okay, Ken- Kevin James can now be. He can do big things. I saw big things for him. Right. And for th- this yeah. to be the next thing he does is like, oh, crap. <laughs> um, I, I felt exactly the same. And it's not like the show... To me, the show was as entertaining as any crappy American sitcom can be yeah. with a little less quality in the sense that there were some audio <laughs> issues. They clearly redubbed some lines without worrying about, like if they were in the same room as they were initially. So it sounds like they recorded the audio in some completely other different place. Um, so that's, that was an issue. This is about Kevin James, who is a NASCAR like crew chief. Uh, like he heads, he heads a NASCAR team. I'll say that. Um, it's inc- There's so much, uh, product placement in the show. It's every single shot has some kind of product placement in every scene of every show, like or every scene of of every episode. Uh, so yeah. far, at least, like this, uh, the 
the product placement is so thick on the screen. You cannot look in any corner of the screen without seeing like a some kind of car ad or NASCAR ad or soda ad or motor oil ad or candy bar ad. Like it's got every ad for everything you could ever want. Clearly this was made by sponsored by NASCAR and uh, Chevrolet is the two yes. two big ones I saw a lot. Uh, I don't know. What did you think about this? I, I as a stupid, crappy sitcom, uh, I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a four point five. But I thought it was, um, I thought it had, uh, it, it just disappointed me. I guess is the, my biggest problem. Yeah. I I would rather watch the Big Show show than this, to be honest. Oh no way! But all right. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> I just think this is the most boring, uninteresting, unfunny show I have seen in quite a while. I think this is this is like what do I hate the most? Cars. <laughs> what do I hate even more? Stupid sitcoms. <laughs> like I saw two shows and I'm so out of this. I have no interest in giving going back, but I was a little nice. I gave half, I gave half a point to to the daughter. I think she's definitely the best thing in the show, the daughter of the boss. Uh, and then I gave two points for being able to speak lines, so it gets two and a half. Uh, I, this is something that if I didn't have anything else to watch and I was just like, wanted something no crappy to put on in the background that I don't have to pay uh, attention to, this is a, uh, this is one of those shows. The last thing I saw that I really, really, really have some strong feelings about is Clarice's. Do you want me to say it like that? Clarice's. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, like uh, like he did. Clarice. Uh, yeah, if you don't know what this is, it's the sequel to... Uh, no, it's not. Uh, it's, no. It, uh, no. It's, it's a prequel. Well, no, it's, a, it's definitely a sequel-esque, but I mean, it's not like it's a sequel, sequel in the sense that like it's another, it's like part two. No, no, no. Right. Okay, I meant, meant like after the time when she had the silence of the lamb, because there are so fucking many references to her with the lamb that I almost went crazy. But uh, uh, what did you think about this show, Luke? Uh, it was okay. Um, it felt just kind of uh, what's a good word? Well, network cop drama. Uh, it didn't really yes. feel like Silence of the Lambs. In, in the sense that it, it felt more like if you were to take NCIS and then <laughs> the the TV show NCIS had sex with Silence of the Lambs and then they had a baby and it made a TV show baby, right? They made a TV show baby and that's what this show was. <laughs> what it is? That is the perfect description of that show. I here's the thing is like I wasn't angry at this show uh, by any means. It's not like one of the worst shows I ever seen or anything like that. I am a little 
angry at how they kind of treat uh, the material they kind of went from. Because, like I said, uh, the references to Silence of the Lamb in this, especially first episode, like we haven't seen more than one episode because there hasn't been more more, more out. But it's just like I I really 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 hate it when TV shows do uh, like slow shots uh, for absolutely no reasons. And there were so many like let's see her walking through the rain in slow motion let's see her carrying a, a lamb in slow motion let's see her do anything in slow motion like i'm i'm sure at least 15 minutes of this was slow motion takes and i hated that like what is the fucking reason for doing that it's like oh uh, they, they're try. They definitely did a lot of callbacks. I, I'm not sure exactly yeah. what you're talking about, but the the slow motion stuff is supposed to be like a. They're putting it in like a dream scenario. So like when you do a dream yeah, shot, I mean, you yeah. always have like the yeah. floaty effect in the slow motion. So if that's what you're talking about, that's why they did it, I guess. <laughs> but it was so irritating. Like I mean, that's me, just watching. I don't. I don't know how you. Well, maybe we're not talking about the same thing, but that's how, what they literally do for every TV show or movie. So, sure, but it was just a little too much. No, uh, but uh, like I said, I I gave it five. Five. Uh, I gave it a six point five. Uh, I thought it. Okay. I, I mean, it was decent as far as like production value goes. There wasn't any real audio glaring audio errors. Uh. It just felt like a network cop drama is the only thing. It didn't feel like uh, it was like a sequel, like you were saying. It, But it doesn't feel like it, it's a sequel to Silence of the Lambs. It feels like some other show, and they just like named it something around Silence of the Lambs, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else? Uh, no. Okay, let's go into the TV news. We have some. Uh, Gina Corrado. Corrado? Corrado? Mm-hmm. Corrado? Yes. Uh, fired from the Mandalorian. Uh, she admits uh, anti-Semitic social media remarks. She shared a TikTok post to com- today that compared the United States political climate to that, that of Nazi Germany and comparing the persecu- persecution of Jews to her conservative views, okay? I saw a lot of light, uh, right-wing commentators on YouTube going bananas over this, because like, oh, how dare they, just because she likes Trump. She was fired because she likes Trump. No. No, she was anti-Semite. It's not the same. Well, it's kind of the same. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, then we have this uh, Britney Spears thing that we talked about last week. Uh, uh, judge overrules father's uh, objections to joint uh, conservatorship order. Uh, a probate, a probate judge on Thursday overruled Jamie Spears' objections to order establishment uh, Bessemer Trust as a co-conservator of Britney Spears' estate. Uh, the judge appointed Bessemer as the conservator along with Jamie Spears on November 10th. At the same time, 
Penny also denied Spears' request to remove her father entirely from the conservatorship. Um, addressing the court Thursday, Ingram said the purpose of the order was to give both Jamie Spear and Bessemer an equal division of responsibility in hopes that they would sit down and figure it out together. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's really, really going to happen. I mean, I guess it could happen. Mm, I don't think so. No? Uh, no. I don't I, think Britney Spears and her father... Had, I don't think her, her father... I feel like these before. Bessemer Trust probably has some good lawyers, though, that are going to be able to... Because uh, they have a vested interest now uh, with the money involved... Yeah, to get to to pay them, so they're they're gonna get good lawyers to get on top of this. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, Chappelle show returns to Netflix now that uh, Dave Chappelle got paid finally. Uh, the Chappelle show, uh, right? If you remember, we co- we covered this in the past, kind of, right? Yes, we did. Um, talking about how he. He saw his show being used in places that weren't paying him royalties, is the best way to put Mm. it. Uh, And so he put out a thing about it and how he was upset. And some of the places actually took down his show, and some places didn't. Streaming services, when I say places. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now he's saying his long-running beef uh, with Comedy Central over rights to The Chappelle Show is over. Netflix will be getting airing the Chappelle show on November 1st, but uh, pulled it November 24th after the comedian had complained about Comedy Central owner Viacom's licensing and the show, oh, licensing the show without his approval. Right. Yeah. I'm very happy that he got paid. I mean, that's good. I don't know if he's gotten paid mm-hmm. for all the past viewings of it, though. They just say sure. now they're right. I'm I'm sure he made a deal with them, if you know what I mean. Oh uh, yeah, because maybe. I I don't think he would uh, like have said, "Hey, now it's okay to for you to watch this," if he wasn't satisfied with the compensation of what he had gotten before. Do you think so? Uh, he wouldn't have gone through through with it. What do you mean? Yeah, because he wouldn't go through with it if he didn't get compensation of the... I have no uh, idea what the, what the deal between them is now. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That I don't think he would have done it. Uh, okay, let's talk about the Rotten Corpse. That is The Stand, Episode 9, uh, Luke. Uh, yeah, short thing here. Uh, the circle closes after seeing both the light and dark. Franny makes her stand. Yeah. So I guess that's what they, they're saying happened in this episode. <laughs> sure. This was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I, uh, when I, I, I didn't think they would go lower than last episode, but they fucking did it in the last shot. But uh, let's talk about things that happened before the last shot. That wasn't really good either. I, I said it was kind of like, it felt like a big like, oh, we really, really have this good idea of Adam and Eve 
<laughs> we really, really want to do that in the Eve story at the end of this. And we really, really, really want to do it in a way that nobody ever will be in doubt that this is the Adam and Eve story. Very much. But also they were going for like a, a cyclical life thing where it was like... <laughs> Yes. Uh, every there's like the rebirth of like okay we beat the evil and now good mm -hmm. good is reborn out of the death of evil but then evil will always come back to like to, and you'll always have to fight evil because it's always going to return even though you defeat it there's like this uh, definitely that Christian mentality uh, in there for sure all the way around and that's all this episode was based off was just like oh definitely. There wasn't any real story about the rest of the characters from the show. Uh, there wasn't any real flashbacks to what happened in the rest of the show. Again, this felt like an episode in and on in and of itself, completely separate from the rest of the series. Oh, oh definitely. Uh, just like I, I really didn't need this episode. Like after what they did with the ending last week, I didn't think they would go like. Father, there's a reference to Children of the Corn that is totally unnecessary. There, there are so many like yeah, connotations, undertones of this that feels extremely, extremely weird. So, okay, if you don't want to get spoiled by the ending of the show, I, I guess you have to skip like ten minutes. Five minutes, maybe less, uh, because I'm going to ruin the ending. That ending of him fucking coming down there uh, to the native uh, Indians was some racist bullshit, wasn't it? Uh, it seemed like it to me. I I don't know. It just seemed like yeah. they were trying to say uh, that peep peep very. Remember that Mel Gibson movie? Uh, uh, what was it about? Uh, all the Native Americans, and it was like oh, yeah, yeah. very much the same yeah. mentality of like, oh, if you if these people haven't found God, and so they can't be mm -hmm. saved, and so therefore yeah. they are they are the devil, right? They are the devil, yeah. And it felt so. I I when you pointed it out, I was like, fucking hell, that is that is racist. It is so racist. It's like white men good, you bad. Right, the e the evil savages. It's that you yes. know that's making the uh, the uh, evil satanic savages compare comparison in 2021. I don't even know how we're not talking about this in the news right now. To be honest, right? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that is just like. It, I, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, before that, those two episodes, I would probably give this show a six or a seven. But with those two last episodes, look, I am going to give this whole series and hold your horses a four. That is how much I think the two episodes destroyed the whole series. Um... Yeah, I'd, I'd probably give it a 4.55. I'll give it a 5. Um, some of the... I don't want to take away from some of the actors who were decent. The 
one main actress in this episode was awful. We realized in this episode, like, every other episode, she's been in a scene with about eight other people. Yeah. And in in this episode, she was, every scene she did, she was either alone or with one other person. And Mm -hmm. it showed her uh, flaws as an actor, uh, being in scenes where she had to hold up the scene. Uh, She was not able to do it. Um... At least in this character, for sure. Back by popular demand, and by popular demand, uh, I really wanted to have her back. Hello, Trivia! Hey, how's it going, gents? How are ya? Doing good. Yeah. Excellent. Amazing. Uh, I can't wait to talk a lot about movies and stuff uh, with you. Uh, We were doing some pre-shatter, and I already know this TV will be good. Uh, (laughs) So... Let me uh, uh, ask you this very tainted question now that we are soon going to get it. What do you feel about the new Justice League? Uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm actually middle of the road on this. Like, I feel like okay. I'm middle of the road on quite a few things. But on one side of it, I'm glad that the fans were able to say, hey, you know, we'd like to see what was originally planned under Zack Snyder to see mm. how the story ends, because it was all kind of leading up to um, this movie. But on the other side, <laughs> I don't know, uh, Steppenwolf with like giant like horn things <laughs> that are planted into his head. Yeah. Um, he looks like a porcupine. <laughs> um, he, he, he very looks like a porcupine. I mean, the trailer came out with a lot of fanfare this week. And I think that's like everybody was talking about it online. Right. Comparing it and things like that. I, and I, I will say, though, the idea of not seeing Superman with like, you know, a fake, uh, like hairless upper lip. I know it's going to make a lot of people mad, but I see just a lot of cosmetic changes. Maybe there'll be a lot of storyline changes, but I, from a trailer, you can't really tell that stuff yet, right? So, no. Very right. true. Yeah. Very true. Well, and but you know, I, they, the fact that it's not going to be the shot very flat and then brought up to like insanely high colors afterwards, keeping that same color palette as the other... Um, DCEU movies, I don't think is a bad thing. Sure. Mm. You know, and I think also, like, uh, we were talking a little about the Joker before. I think the, the Joker shot on the end kind of saved that trailer, to be honest. Yeah, that should be interesting. I I don't... I didn't have a lot of attachment to Leto's Joker to start with. No. So, <laughs> Nobody did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, especially yeah. in this context, the only context we really had was Suicide Squad to speak of, so I, yeah. I think that aspect is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite movie of 2020 last year? Um, this is It's going to be a very personal choice, and it probably won't be the most popular, but like, I was going, well, 2020 happened, and, like, the yes. last movie I saw in theaters, and it kind of hit me at the right time, was Birds of Prey. And although oh, it wasn't okay. a perfect movie, sure. it was what I needed. It was just, no one gave a fuck, you know? It was just, like, everybody's like, hey, you know, look, it's just gonna explode, and then we're gonna explode that, and, oh, look at these crazy graphics. I mean, it was just, it was the insane acid trip that I needed at that moment. Mm. And right. rarely have you laughed so much in theaters. 
I was one of the bigger, I mean, because of the lack of movies last year, it was one of the bigger movies, really, when you think about it, like blockbuster-wise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of funny because every year we have, like, our top worst uh, and best movies of the year, and this uh, this year is the first time in many, many years we had the worst movie, both me and Luke. Uh, do you remember what the movie was called? It's so it's so unwatched that nobody else has seen it. Uh, but me, Luke. The Swing of Things. The Swing oh, of Things. With Luke yeah. Wilson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one that stopped. Um, I obviously, you know, kind of hang around with a lot of movie reviewers, and that one was, a, you know, in the top five of a lot of people. Like, the... The words I have heard used to describe that movie, I didn't see it myself, but the, the, the wide variety of vocabulary, I have learned several new swear words that I would love to implement. <laughs> it was, it was God awful. It was one of those movies. It felt like it was put together by a porn director slash studio and then shot as a regular movie kind of thing. <clears throat> that is exactly what it is. Okay. It, 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 it is just abysmal. Like uh, even Jujitsu, that was on my list of the worst movies, is better, and that's saying something. If you <laughs> saw that, that's yeah. I think really quick we should go back because we didn't really introduce uh, trivia trick again because sure. we ha- we haven't had you on since what two episode two hundred and one, so that was many a, a couple of years ago, right? Like- yeah, that was like August of 2019, I think. Right, okay. I think it had like what? 47 subs at that point. <laughs> right, yeah, so you did. She's got a YouTube channel, if people want to check it out. Uh, Trivial Theater on YouTube. She does movie reviews and uh, generally older movies, I would say, but sometimes s- slightly newer things. I guess depending on what you consider old, I guess is a good... <laughs> right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Um, obscure I've, I've done... is is the word I would use. Obscure movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I I think it's definitely uh, my go to way to describe it is good, bad, or sorry, um, random, obscure, and straight up bad is kind of my go to I guess tagline for them. But yeah, yeah, it's um, it's movies that are kind of under the radar or ones that are people look at and go. Oh, that one has such a bad rep, or whatever it might be. So, and I don't know if I review them so much as just kind of generally speak about them. Um, right. If that makes any sense. So. Yeah, ones that I usually really enjoy are the ones that I saw as a kid that I go, "Oh yeah, that was a movie. I forgot that existed as a film uh, from my childhood." <laughs> uh, like Cool World, which you did like a, I think a oh, two weeks yeah. ago or a week ago or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was my, uh, it was my, uh, the, yeah, it would have been two weeks ago. So that was actually I, a really fun one to do. I remember that movie as a child, and um, I think halfway through watching the movie, my mom was like, "What the hell is this?" and shut it off, and was like, "You can't watch this movie." <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be right about the sex scene too. So you're, uh, you're in good company. Exactly, there, that's sure. when it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so no. You are you are correct. When you we talked to each other last, you had forty eight subscribers. You have gone a little up, I would say. <laughs> and that's good. Uh, you know, you got to go a little bit. I hope. <laughs> yes, you you have three hundred and seventy five right now. Um, woohoo! 
let's talk a little about YouTube. Uh, I don't know if you have noticed this, but uh, there has been a, a, a little shutdown on YouTube channels lately. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I, I follow a lot of commentary, and it's always interesting to see their take on a lot of what's happened. So a lot of my news comes through channels like them. So it's it's definitely... You look at it and you go, okay, it's a free speech platform, but then where does mm. where does free speech, you know, what becomes too far? I mean, you know, you could, you know, you look at Twitter and with Trump being taken off, you know, how it was the response, right? You're going to get a dozen different answers and it all depends on the person. And it's so interesting to see the reasons behind all that. I see I a big, one of the, oh, go ahead, yeah, Trump, sorry. No, I think one of the things that me and Luke have talked a lot about is, like, they started with Alex Jones, and now they're removing, like, leftists on yeah. YouTube as well. I I see a very, like, I, I, I said at the last podcast that I, I see a very scary trend on YouTube yeah. of, of getting rid of every voice that is not, like, in the middle-centric voice like you, you can't disagree with anybody on youtube anymore it feels right. like it's definitely uh it's definitely a scary thing i heard um one person say and I, I i think it does make a lot of sense you take away and again where does where does balance fall with that but like you look at you take away the far away guys you take away your your alex jones and it moves just slightly in, and that becomes the worst. And then you get rid mm. of that. Just imperceptible, or imperceptible, it gets moved in. But it does get moved in as to what's allowed and what's okay. And, and then self-censorship starts happening, where people start censoring themselves without even, just because they don't want to end up being the person on the end of the end of the spectrum that gets kicked off next. So everybody starts self-censoring, and then it becomes like a... Uh, echo chamber of everybody saying the same thing because they don't want to say the thing that they're not allowed to say, right? Right. I mean, I think a lot of people now are moving over to Twitch specifically because of kind of this free speech idea that like, hey, I'm afraid that my YouTube channel is going to get demonetized. So if I go just make money on Twitch and then every once in a while I'll upload a YouTube video to keep my channel active is what I'm seeing a lot of like actually major creators seem to be putting up less videos and doing a lot more Twitch. That's what it seems like to me. I would definitely agree with that. I think, though, too, um, um, I think there's a lot of... When you become monetized, I think that self-censorship kind of kicks in anyway. You know, you look at someone who started out, you know, small, and then they pass that that 1K limit. Right. And they do start to, because monetization is, you know, dependent upon you not swearing or not making any outrageous claims. Like, the fire brands that were smaller and then they get a little bigger and then they they completely change who they are so i mean i, I agree with you on the self-censorship but i think that's a feature of getting bigger on youtube to start with right i guess so that's true yeah because you're just gonna you have more eyes on you more people that are going to be able to uh, be offended as well yeah that's true it's it's all about the kids <laughs> <They're> better <laughs> and worse <laughs> well according to pewdiepie fuck kids so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's Coco, but not melon. literally. <laughs> yeah, Coco Melon's still <laughs> still doing just fine in this era of YouTube. Yeah, yeah. There's so many of those claims too. You just look at it and go, "Why are there?" I mean, is it? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird it's a weird time on YouTube if you're a bigger creator. Uh, 
does it hit you as a smaller content uh, creator at all? Um, by and large, no. But I'm, I mean, I'm in a tiny corner of the internet, and my community, my community is pretty. They know what I do, and I've they yeah. the ones that show up and consistently, they look at my humor and go, you know, haha, funny, I guess. Um, I yeah, I can't. I I know a lot of people that have run up against that. Like there was um. Oh, what was it? It was a a movie from Sundance that was called Coda, and it was um, about a deaf a deaf family. And I I haven't right. seen the movie myself, but one of my friends got um, a big long message, and it was a fair message to start with. Like you know, she he referred to them as hearing impaired instead of deaf, and he got called out on that and a few other things. And but then it turned into a well, you don't understand me and all this stuff, and it became very like very focused on what who he was and his personality or it is his um integrity as compared to keeping it to hey i just wanted to let you know this is the proper way to address this mm. so it kind and of it became was, like a cancel culture thing for just because he said one wrong word is what you're saying exactly and i wouldn't even call it cancel culture it was just it became a personal attack as compared to keeping it on the you know a focus there so right. And then we had this big controversy with the French uh, movie. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Cuties. <laughs> Cuties oh, on, right. On I forgot yeah. about this. Yeah. Uh, Do you it, watch it? I, I didn't just because I, I, have, I, have, I, have, I have watched I have better movies to watch. Like uh, ones about uh, killer sofas and... Uh, you know, cars <laughs> that drive themselves. <laughs> you know, um, it's a, it's a, a terrible movie. It's not a good movie. I, I, I never I, saw I, it either. I I yeah. I was like, okay, maybe I need to see this because of it. Well, kind of the meme, like the just to say, hey, uh, I saw it because everybody is saying you shouldn't see it. That kind of thing. And yeah. um, I could never get myself to see it because it just felt. I don't know. I felt wrong i felt dirty i felt it felt like <laughs> yeah do not watch that movie and right. i don't know from all the commentaries i've seen about it it's not like i missed anything it's almost no, kind of like yeah. the the interview where it was a big controversy but then when people saw it they were like this is actually not a very good yeah. film right right or, or the hunt for that sake uh, like, um, that I, was also a big controversy oh right the hunt do you remember this yeah I remember hearing about it. I it, uh, everything was shut down here, like the theaters shut down here before I before it came out. So right, I guess okay. I kind of forgot about it. Otherwise, it was the oh. big controversy was that like it was about liberals murdering conservatives. If you remember that, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The movie actually had nothing. To, like the trailer, nothing. the trailer people got offended by because it kind of looked yeah. like that. But then when you watch the movie, yeah. it actually was like it had no relation. And it was like Fro said, it ended up not being as good as kind of the hype, but I thought it was better than Fro did. I would say check out The Hunt. It's kind of stupid, oh, yeah, but definitely. worth checking out. Yeah, well, in any movie like that, I think you're going to have to go in with a grain of salt that it's going to be something that's a tad on the stupid side, so... The one thing I remember hearing about uh, Cuties, which... The, the the guy that was reviewing it brought up a good point, and he didn't... He said, you know what, I, I watched this for this review, I kind of questioned putting out a review. It's one of those things where... I'm glad I saw it for myself to be able to prove that I like, you know, that I, I, that I was wrong. You know, it wasn't just the hype saying it was bad. It was actually right. very bad. <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah. know, the, 
they went in with the right intentions. And I guess, like you say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like <laughs> they were trying to make a point about a thing, but it was so wrongly stated in every single, like if you could pick, like you could pick a thousand different ways to do something. You pick the one or you, you could have a thousand different ways to do something, but you picked like the one worst way possible, like in on every level. So. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, to really shift topic, there's uh, now 630,000 different streaming services <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> as the movie game. Truth. Are we uh, sure yes. that many? Have they not added 10 or 12 more since then? I think they added two or three while he was saying that sentence. Actually. Oh, good to know. Good to know. I'll have to uh, increase my tally. <laughs> I, 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 as long as you have QB on the phone, you will be good. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, talking about that, uh, as a movie geek, is it is it hard harder or is it better now than it was under the cable uh, company's time? I would ask. Um. Well, I, I remember seeing a. I think it was just a meme, but it made sense. They, they talked about cutting the cord and getting away from cable or satellite or, you know, whatever yeah. services. And they showed, like, signing up for Disney Plus and Prime and Hulu and, and whatever other random ones. And the, the bill wasn't that much different than what a cable bill would be, which, you know, take sure. that however you will. But um, I think it's a combination of things like, I, I guess it's like a video store. Like, you walk into a video store when you were a kid and it's like you pick a random thing off the shelf Mm-hmm. And, you know, you find something that you loved or you go, oh, my God, what the hell was I smoking? You know, it was one of those two. <laughs> right. Um, and the same kind of held true for cable, just as far as, you know, you turn on the TV and it's like, oh, God, there's 50,000 br- commercials. But here's a random thing I haven't seen with the streaming services. If you stumble upon something, you do have to actively search out different stuff. Otherwise, the algorithms are always going to point you towards, hey, you like this one movie that talks about, you know, an invisible man. Here's five others. You know, right? It I kind of follows the, that. The other thing about the algorithm I've noticed lately, I think I've heard a couple people talk about this, is specifically with Netflix. How like Netflix for a very long time, it was like uh, like Stranger Things. Everybody saw Stranger Things because it was like that was the new thing on Netflix that everybody mm. knew was there. Now with Netflix, the algorithm tells everybody, "Hey, th- this is what you want to see." But it doesn't tell everybody, hey, here's the new thing that everybody should see. So every, where everybody uh, with Stranger Things was like, oh, there's that awesome new show on Netflix everybody uh, got recommended. Now it's like everybody's being recommended a new top show. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of ruins the, the whole thing of like uh, back in the day when it was uh, just regular television. It would be like, oh, there was that brand new show, Full House. Did you see that la- last <laughs> night? Like you go, you know what I mean? On Monday, everybody's talking about it at school. Uh, now, with like kind of the algorithm saying, "Hey, everybody, here's a different show to talk about," it kind of ruins the uh, mystique of shows being like that one show that everybody's talking about the next day. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Well, well and outside of the likes of like WandaVision or like The Mandalorian, you do kind yeah. of it, it does get dispersed a lot further out than what it would normally. Right. I just wonder if that, that if that's going to happen with movies where. Uh, we, because we have so many streaming services and they're making so many movies and so many TV shows, there's not going to be that one big blockbuster film on like a streaming service as compared to movie theaters. If that. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
I 100% agree. I think um, actually Martin Scorsese just had, did an interview on that today. I didn't read the interview, but he was talking about how we have this. I, I'm I'm not going to get the get the phrasing right, but basically there was a glut of cinematic content. There's no way to you know differentiate like everything it, it's not curated there's no there's no it just kind of throws it all at you and says here pick right and it's like anything when you have 20 choices as compared to five it's going to be a more and regarded choices is good but too much choice is still too much choice i guess in which is which, uh, what streaming services do you recommend um i actually because of what i review and because of what i spend a lot of time on um and just because a lot of streaming services don't necessarily have, like, you're not going to find a lot of stuff, say, pre-1970s and stuff like that. And that's oh, yeah, where sure. a lot of my love lies. Mm. Um, there's a free one called Tubi TV. Oh, yeah, I have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's it's not a perfect service by any stretch. It's got, it's, um there's a lot of commercials with it, but you don't, it's not like a glut of commercial. I mean, it's it's kind of that weird balance between, like, TV and, and movies so you do kind of you get some commercials, but they do have quite an interesting selection. Um, I have and Hulu, I've actually found movies on there that I I have Hulu with commercials, and I've found that it Hulu with commercials has more commercials than Tubi, which is free, <laughs> which is very strange. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that is strange. I yeah. suppose I mean it's owned by Fo- like Tubi is owned by Fox, so that's probably like it kind of I should I guess it doesn't really make a ton of difference, but like that maybe influences the commercial amount, like it's got something bigger behind it. Right. But uh, well, maybe, I don't know. Hulu's owned by Disney now, which doesn't Disney also own Fox? So I think they're all owned by Disney. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's pretty much everything is owned by Disney. I right. think my cat is probably owned by Disney. <laughs> they're planning yeah, a we... series next fall. <laughs> we talked about this, uh, like, uh, a week ago or two. Like, we... we... We uh, or Luke found uh, the company behind what? What streaming service? The new Paramount uh, Plus. Term- yes. Oh yeah. And they are called what? National Amusement. Oh yes. God! Wow. <laughs> they have- yep. sounds like a company from like the nineteen tens. Like <laughs> I thought it was like a carnival ride company, right? That's what it sounds like. But apparently, yeah. it was a movie theater chain in like Boston in the. Th- 30s and then they they ended up buying up Viacom in like the 80s and their Viacom that nobody knows is Viacom and they're actually called National Amusement they own like MTV Nickelodeon they own a lot of stuff so we thought it was kind of interesting yeah that is really interesting okay let's get back to movies before we wrap this up uh anything in the pipeline as far as new movie stuff go that you want to maybe uh tease here on the show Sure. Um, so March is coming up, and that's, uh, I guess I try to do pretty weekly reviews or weekly collaborations with other creators. Um, so normally it's like at least, if not every week, every other week, I try to put out new content. Um, March is my uh, the anniversary of my channel, so I just am taking the whole month to try and do bigger and kind of cooler things than what I would normally do. Oh, great so timing guess, then, to have you on the show. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I was going to say, wow, holy shit. Um, I appreciate that. You gents are awesome, and it's great to be back here. But, um, yeah, so I guess I don't I, – I, I talk big now, so we'll see how much actually comes out of it. But there should be some pretty cool things coming. Um, beyond March, obviously, we'll be back to kind of the normal uh, – either a solo review or collabs with other creators, 
So stop by, say hi. Um, would love to have you. Do you want to tease the movie that uh, is in the lines? Um, the next one I'm doing, um, it's actually a really fun one, and it's I think it's from 2015. Um, it's called it's a collab that I did, but it's um, it's called Not Zilla. Not and, Zilla. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it's, um, these guys. <laughs> it, it was it came out like I say I think in 2015 or 2016. I'd have to double check because it's been a while since we uh, recorded it. But um, it's basically Godzilla, but it's not Godzilla. He runs like he gets he's a little baby not Zilla and like to get bigger he drinks beer <laughs> it's amazing and it's uh <laughs> wow and uh it's like the cheap like the the kind of suit that they would have worn back with the original Godzilla back in the 50s so it, you even have like a zipper going up the front of him <laughs> but it it pays homage it's basically a Godzilla homage but the name not Zilla actually comes from the 97 Godzilla like critics referred to it as not Zilla because it was so not the actual Godzilla or because they were just like, this isn't our Godzilla. Right. Okay. And where can the audience find you? Give them the whole shebang. I most certainly will. But first you can find not Zilla at least as of now on Tubi TV. So definitely check that out. I think it's on prime too. Anyway, um, for me, you can find me on YouTube at um, youtube.com slash trivial theater. And that's theater with an ER, not an R E mostly because I'm just not that fancy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, You can also, when I'm recording my voiceovers, my pinky is not in the air. Um, You can also find me on Twitter at, uh, uh, I'm sorry, you can also find me on Twitter at trivia underscore chick, and that's chick without a K. So you guys rock. Thank you so much for having me back. This has been so much fun. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming on again. Hopefully... We'll do another future interview or something and talk about movies again in the future. Wow, totally. And you guys are always, if you ever want to do some kind of a collab thing on the channel, you're always welcome. Cool, I think it'd awesome. be a ton of fun. That would be cool. <laughs> we see a lot of shit in movies, so. <laughs> well, there you go. You pick the movie and tell me what you'd like to see. As long as I can track it down and it's not like 95.9% porn. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can go 94% porn, but 95 is where I cut it off. That was a fun interview. Oh, yeah. Uh, always good to catch up with some old interviewees and stuff. Hopefully we can do uh-huh. something else again and maybe get another uh, person in that we've interviewed before. That would be cool because uh, this was fun. So everybody go check yeah. out uh, Trivial Theater on YouTube. Subscribe. Do that. Hit do the, that. Hit the bell. Am. Smash it or whatever, as they say. Smash. Smash. Smash it hard. Uh, okay, are you ready to talk some uh, of uh, Jeremy's favorite segment of the podcast? Uh, Eurovision time. Yes, Eurovision time. Let's start with uh, what I thought was the worst, uh, the Czech Republic, okay. with uh, Benny Cristo with his song Omaga. Uh, what did you think about this song, Luke? I thought it was pretty good. I thought it wasn't very Eurovision-y. It was more uh, oh. R&B, hip-hop style, um, which is not not generally what you see in Eurovision. It's usually more of a poppy kind of style. Yeah. This did have yeah. a, a point in it, though, where it had this build-up and crescendo kind of three-quarters of the way through where I can see it really popping the crowd 
Um, I thought he had a good voice. It's kind of hard to tell because this was a music video, uh, exactly how a stage performance or anything else like that would be. Uh, and like, if this guy is just going to be standing there, is he going to be dancing? I have no clue what his background is, but the song itself, uh, I'd probably give a, what, a six? Okay. I love it when Luke is more nice than me on Eurovision <laughs> songs. <laughs> it's always fun. Uh, this is not my type of, type of music at all. Like, like, I don't think you could go farther away if you heard like death metal, maybe. But yeah, no, I did not like this song at all. Uh, I thought it was very like chaotic and very unmelod. Melodic. Uh, I didn't like the way he sings. I don't like every, anything about this. Other than, I, I do agree that it is very different to Eurovision. So in that way, I do think that it will be uh, a success at, at Eurovision. It will either be a fucking flop or a very big success. I don't think it's something in, in between. I think it'll get I in the top is... ten. I don't think it'll win. Right. Right. I Because I, I, I think this will divide people, like, in the Eurovision, like... Community? Some community. I, I do think this will divide people. Either they fucking love it or they hate it. But I am going to be uh, Mr. Not Like This. I will give this a three. Okay. Three. Then we had Croatia uh, with the worst title of the fucking <laughs> of all time, I think. Uh, this is kind of funny because her name is Albina, so I thought this was from Albania. Right, that's what I thought when you first sent it to me, yeah. <laughs> yes, and her song is called TikTok. Oh, we really need a song about TikTok, don't we, Luke? But it's not spelled like TikTok. No. No. Uh, it's like TikTok, like the clock. Yeah, but wasn't there a song by Keisha called TikTok? Yeah, I think so. Right. But, uh, but was that like spelled this, like uh, this? I don't know. No. But uh, yeah, what did you think about this? This was more Eurovision-y. I mean, it's very poppy. It felt a little early yeah. 2000s pop to yeah. me. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's the outfits that looked very early 2000s, like a uh, raver kind of look to it. I think it I think it's her eyeshadow uh, uh, as well. Well, the eyeshadow and the, yeah. and the pants. The pants are yeah. very, like, early 2000s look um, that they all have going on. But then these guys are kind of dressed up with these weird fanny packs that kind of looks <laughs> strangely yeah. futuristic. Uh, I mean, she's not a very good dancer. Clearly, they know that and chose to kind of... right play down her, her her flaws because she doesn't really like she's got people dancing around it but her, her interaction with the dancing is very minimal uh so very uh, yeah she she moves her hand up and down and maybe her <laughs> hips back and forth like left and right yeah. a little bit but that's about it right um yeah I mean, the song was all right uh the choreography was all right i think this is probably like a five right in the middle type eurovision song 
you know, I totally agree. I gave this a uh, five. Uh, I I give it a little plus because it is ninety percent in English and then ten percent at the end. All of a sudden, she thinks uh, uh, a little Croatian. She just does the same hook in Croatian, as far as I could tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't mind. Yeah, I didn't mind that. Okay, let's move on. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at podcast ADC at podcast ADC. You can find us on Facebook. It's uh, another digital citizen on Facebook. You can send us um, email if you have that. Do you know what an email are? I'm not sure you know if uh, what an email <laughs> are, but you can you can email us at another digital citizen at gmail.com. Please stop uh, sending us spam. I don't think that's how that works. I don't think. The computer that sends out... Sp- I don't think it's people sending out spam, but yeah. Oh, it, it, it's definitely... It's Jeremy's fault. I blame Jeremy. Okay. Have you gotten any emails or anything like that this week, Luke? I don't see any emails, no. No? Nothing on Facebook? Uh, not that I saw. No. And nothing on Twitter? No? Uh, no? Uh, no, I could be oh. wrong, though, but no. Oh, Okay. Remember, you can always contact us. There's many ways of doing it. I've seen three movies this week. Uh, have you seen some movies this week? Uh, I saw four movies this week, yeah. Ooh. Uh, I've seen Heavy, and that is one of the movies I saw this week. Uh, did you see this? No. Actually, I'm looking at the Facebook right now. And we got something mm. from Kimberly. She says, keep up the good work. That's, a, uh, oh, that's thank all you. we got. Yeah. Thank you, Kimberly. Okay. Thank you, Kimberly. Uh, yeah, now this is about a drug dealer and his girlfriend uh, that gets in hot water. Uh, and uh, they try to help out, out uh, a childhood friend. This is not a good movie. Uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be a revenge movie, and it really, really, really doesn't work. Uh, I would give it a three. Three, yeah, three. Okay. Um, yeah. Shit movie. Don't watch it. I saw sp- Space Sweepers uh, this week. Okay. It's about uh, it, in the future. There's like so much junk in space that there's these like uh, trash collectors who uh, they go up in spaceships and collect this debris flying around Earth uh, to uh, get m- scrap metal money. Right. So they're like okay. scrap metal people in space, basically. And there's a huge competition between different scrap metal people. That are like battling, but it's like spaceship battles fighting for space junk. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a pretty interesting concept. Not very yeah. well done. This is a South Korean. Yes, it's South Korean movie. Okay. Um, the I mean, some very cheesy acting. Uh, the special effects are very. They're not very well. They're not a, a, like top notch or anything. This isn't. Uh, a blockbuster American sci-fi movie or anything like that. 
Uh, some of the comedy is kind of funny, uh, but overall, I got to give this like a a three point five. Cool. I saw a Swedish uh, thriller thingy on Netflix called Red Dot uh, about uh, a couple uh, that goes on uh, um, a hiking trip to save or kind of rekindle their marriage. And uh, they come in a snowstorm and they have to fight uh, the wilderness and also an unknown shooter. That is the plot of the movie. It's not good. <laughs> At all. Uh, I gave it a 2.5 actually. Um, I did not like this at all. Uh, I think it has so many f- faults. Uh, did you? Because you said you tried to watch this with dub, and the dub was awful. <laughs> yeah, and then I just never got around to watching the rest of it. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't I I... seem like a good movie at all. Yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Netflix, save yourself. Yeah. What else do you wish? Yeah, when I, the power was out, um, the night the power went out, uh, I didn't really have anything mm-hmm. to watch, so I watched something that was just saved on my phone on Netflix, which was uh, from 2018, something called Operation Odessa, which I guess I had put okay. on my phone at some point just to watch it later. Uh, it's a documentary about uh, this cartel of, and... The Cali cartel and the Russian mob working together in the early 90s uh, to sell Russian arms to uh, different to different places. Uh, Not only Russian arms, but like Russian cars and uh, motorcycles and uh, submarines even to that. You know what I mean? Uh, For soup, like making tons and tons of money. These guys were. Uh, and it's kind of about the investigation into it. It has interviews with all the people that were involved. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. I give it a, I don't know, I, as a documentary, it was pretty decent because it had a lot of things that you wouldn't see in a normal documentary as far as uh, interviews go with people who, like, uh, there's one guy they interview who's, like, very on the run from the police. We'll just say that. Um <laughs> Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives this 100%. I'd probably give it a 7.58, somewhere in there. Okay. I saw Judas on the Black Messiah. This is a drama uh, uh, about uh, uh, William O'Neill that infiltrates the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther to gather intelligence on Black uh, Panther, this is really good. I really, really like this. Uh, it has very good actors in it. Uh, very interesting. Very apt for the time we are in now. Uh, it is a historical drama, but it could have been a movie about 2020, to be honest. Uh, I felt that it was a little Oscar baby, maybe at times, 
but I don't think that kind of destroyed it. To be honest, I I really like the topic. I really like to find out more about this. I never heard about this story, and uh, yeah, it kind of destroyed uh, the Black Panther uh, movement more or less. Uh, so I will give it an eight point five. Okay, uh, I saw yeah. Bliss, I think this was on Amazon, with Owen Wilson and Selma Hayek. No, he, really? I Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot that I've seen this movie. Uh, it had a bunch of other people you probably know. In it. I remember Bill Nye being in it kind of as a cameo in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a weird movie. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't think it's... It's bad, but not in like really? not in like the. Mo- I thought it was pretty bad. What did you think? Oh, uh, I said, I thought you said I didn't think this was that bad, and I was like, "What? Really? <laughs> okay, I misheard you." Yes, I was like, "This is one of the worst movies I have seen in a long time." Okay, go ahead. No, I I, I thought this is like back and forward from this like drug induced coma that he's in uh, and and like what is reality and what is not reality and there's like science fiction elements of this and what it's trying to learn us and things like that I, I didn't it didn't hit off any of the points and acting is atrocious yeah like I was saying this is about uh, a couple not really a couple it's about a guy who kind of his life falls apart, right? He's, like, homeless, doesn't have a job, his uh, wife left him, uh, he meets some homeless lady, and she uh, introduces him to, like, this drug, supposedly, uh, mm-hmm. and that's where the bliss things co- comes in, uh, and has they have some kind of, like, drug-induced... Uh, superpowers at some point in this show, which kind yeah. of get explained later, but don't, or movie, not show, which kind of get explained later, but they don't. Um, it had an interesting concept. The The acting is really bad. The real problem with this, I thought, was the editing, uh, in mm. that it tries to be confusing on purpose. I almost think if this was edited better or maybe it was the way it was written and so editing it this way was just how it had to be but the the way the story is put together is the real problem to me with this film i i really liked what the teo bugby from the new york times he said he said not even the crisp of owen wilson and sal Mayek could energize this science fiction film about telecon Thick drifters. That is more or less very, very good. Like a, re- a recap of this movie. I I give this three point five. Uh, I give it a three. Uh, I th- okay. it, it was just too confusing and didn't really make <laughs> sense in the in the way that like it. You, I wanted it to be good. I probably would have yeah. given this like a higher score if I didn't think that this movie had some potential as, like, a story plot. Like, I understand the concept of this, of, like, uh, them 
going from one reality to another and then it it mm-hmm. all you're the whole time you're actually questioning well is this an actually another reality or are they all are they actually just doing drugs and they're like uh what's a they're uh, hallucinating all of this or is it real or is it not real that part is interesting to me uh it's yeah. the way it was edited together very confusingly on purpose that was the problem so what is the last movie that you saw uh, the map of tiny perfect things. Okay. Uh, is it, I believe this was also an Amazon original. I want to say it was. Uh, okay. <clears throat> starring Kyle Allen, uh, who you'll you'll know him from the. Uh, God, what was he in? Uh, you'll know him. Uh, he's a a, ch- a child actor, but you just have to look up Kyle Allen fro and see if you remember where he was from right now right okay Mm -hmm. um the map of tiny perfect things is like a it's about it's groundhog's day with this one kid uh and he he's living the same day over and over again okay just like groundhog's day except then all of a sudden another person out of nowhere comes in and like disrupts that uh, the flow that happens every day because everything happens over and over again uh this person, this girl comes in and all of a sudden destroys, like, that path. And then they realize that they both have the ability, or not the ability, but they're both living the same day over and over again. And they have to go find all the little things, uh, the little clues of that, that day, and, like, put them together to try to get out of uh, the loop. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably give this an 8. Uh, I, d- I definitely recommend. Uh, I thought the acting was good. I thought the the story is very interesting, and um, it's it's very well put together, all in all. The only Kyle Allen I find is a football player and a guy that has been in West Side Well, did you look up Kyle from... Allen actor, by any chance? Yes. <laughs> okay. The map of uh, of tiny perfect things. Oh, he was Hawk it. from the Path. Oh, boom. Ah, him. Yeah, he was good in that. I really want to see this. It sounds like a very interesting movie. And you giving it an eight, even like that uh, intrigues me even more. Is this the movie that you think I would like? Yeah, probably. It's a very. It's got a very indie feel to it. Um, I love indie movies. Yeah. It's kind of got a love story element, but it's also got a little sci-fi element to it. Um, so yeah, I, oh, I'd yeah. recommend it to you. Cool. Uh, let's listen to the audio trailer for this uh, another digital review of Land. Edie, how are you feeling right now? Robin Wright. What are you feeling? Mm-hmm. I love her. House of Cards. It's really difficult to be around people. Well, she's in some type of therapy session. They just want me to be better. They seem to be moving. So you're not able to... To a cabin. what you're feeling with other people. You remember her. What do you think's going on here? Uh, I have a feeling this is... She's in the witness protection program. <laughs> it's pretty good. I have no... 
tribal land. That would make sense cool. though, right? Witness protection. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, I like him as well. You said your family was from the city. Good yeah, actors. see her family got killed or something. Getting these flashbacks of her sister and her daughter. Oh, that was the scream. Uh, yeah, I, that guy seems familiar, but I don't remember what he's been in. Who's this guy? How did you find oh, she's directed it as well. Cool. That guy looks familiar as well, but I can't place him. His name is Damrian Blichir. I'm here because I choose to be. He's a Mexican-American actor. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we've seen oh, him. Oh, he was in... Go ahead. Yeah, he was in The Hateful Eight. Oh, okay. No wonder. Life elsewhere. What if aliens land here? And in the midnight sky as well. Do you have family? My wife and my daughter were killed. It's not long, long time since we saw him in Midnight Sky. Right, yeah. You ever get lonely out here? I know I'd be more lonely there than here. My niece proved this. I heard my friend. This looks really, really good. It kind of looks generic to me, though. Like. It's the love story where they both have to overcome the obstacles, right? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It's been done a million times, but it does look very well put together, at least yeah. from the trailer. I don't mind generic if generic is made good, if you <laughs> got what I am saying. It's just weird, right at the beginning of this trailer, in the first, whatever, mm -hmm. 10 seconds, I'm looking at it, it's called Land, and the first 10 seconds looked exactly like the same trailer as Nomadland, which comes out this weekend. Have you seen the first, whatever, 30 seconds of yes. that? It's got people with U-Hauls yeah. driving down a highway, and this also has that? So I was like, wait, what is... I thought almost we were watching the wrong trailer for a second. So what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, please? Land, uh... A, lack, oh, a local hunter brings a grieving lawyer back from the brink of death after she retreats to the harsh wilderness of the Rockies. 70% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 61% on Metacritic, 73% of Google users like this movie. Yeah. I usually go to the Google, and I did that as well this week. Neil Paulson said, not sure why it was... Rated PG. No sex, no bad language, pretty boring, a dare gets shot for food, great nature film, snow, trees, mountains, <laughs> not much of a plot, no ro romance, no purpose, actress is not attractive, left early after about 85% of the movie. I don't think Neil Paulson liked this movie. But Susan Hannam gave it full score, said, found it very touching. Uh, one way to handle personal lo love, loss. I can't talk. First, uh, beautiful scenery, uh, not an action movie. Acting was great. Yeah, I went to the Facebook. Susan Asher also says beautiful scenery, uh, but she says, but very, very slow. Uh, Kath 
Kathy Bolton Abbott says, uh, just saw it. Wow, just wow. Debbie Draper says, four, four out of five stars. Incredible acting, beautiful music, gorgeous scenery, and a moving story. Uh, and Pamela Joe PJ says, saw it yesterday. It was a little slow, um, but it was good. So it's kind of Ooh. like, everybody's like, yeah, it's it's like, not a lot happens, but the acting's good, <laughs> and the scenery is very beautiful, and it's well shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I like Robin Wright, so I I will probably watch this movie. Uh, what else came out this week, Luke? Uh, yeah, Judah and the Black Messiah. Hey, it's almost like I talked about this movie. Uh... Right, offered a plea deal by the FBI, William O'Neill infiltrates the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party to gain intelligence on Chairman Fred Hampton, 7.8 uh, 7. out of 10 on IMDb, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the World to Come, Luke, is also a movie that came out this week. Mm-hmm. It has uh, 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 75% on Metacritic, 73% on Rotten Tomatoes, 86 87% of Google users like this movie. The World is to Come is a screenplay from Ron Hansen and Gene Schimpert, based upon Schimpert's uh, story of the same name. It stars Vanessa Kirby, Catherine Wetterson, Kristen Abbott, and Casey Affleck. Uh, Willie's Wonderland. When a car breaks down, a quiet loner agrees to clean an abandoned family fun center in exchange for repairs. He soon finds himself waging war against possessed animatronic mascots while trapped inside Willie's Wonderland. Uh, 5.7 yeah. out of 10 on IMDb, 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. 52% on Metacritic, 86% of Google users liked it, starring Nicolas Cage, directed by Kevin Lewis. Yeah, our friend uh, Trivia recommended us to watch this movie, actually. It, it, and it looks definitely uh, ridiculous. That's the only... Even just from the poster, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Skyfire from 2019 came. Uh, uh, well, it was came out in 2019 in China. I have to say, uh, came out in America this week. 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 52% on Metacritic, and 79% of Google users liked it. A young scientist uh, invents a cutting-edge volcanic warming system and returns uh, to the tropical island uh, where her mother tragically died, hoping she could prevent future deaths. The island is now home to the world's only volcano theme park and resort. The brainchild is a reckless owner. Chaos soon erupts as the one dominant volcano starts to rumble. Its battle nor nature uh, gets off uh, the island while fiery death and death action rains down from the mountain. This sounds like a remake of Jurassic World. <laughs> Just to be the volcano instead of like uh, uh, dinosaurs. Sure, okay. Uh, yeah. 
Another movie, Music. Holy crap, people do not like this film. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Zoo is newly <laughs> wow. sober when she receives news that she is to become a sole guardian of her half-sister named Music, a young girl with a young girl on the autism spectrum. The film explores two of Sia's favorite themes, finding your voice and creating family. Uh, starring Kate Hudson, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., Ben Schwartz, Tig Notaro. It's got a lot of actors and actors. Uh, you would know in here, right? So, um, uh, 3.1 out of 10, 10 on IMDb, 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, 23% of Google users liked it. Oh, that's low. Uh, that is very, very, very low. Los Angeles Times says there's a petition opposing Sia's music, uh, which gets thousands of signatures. Uh, other articles saying... Uh, Sia's film music criticized for irresponsible depiction of autism. Pe people are saying this is a stereotypes autistic people. Oh, so pe people Carol are not happy about this at all. Oh, oh. Uh, uh. yeah, she can stick to music. I like her music. Uh, is a fantastic. Music. I don't think it's the same uh, Sia, but okay. It is the same Sia. Is it okay? Yes, it is. She made the music to this uh, movie as well. I ah. listened to the song. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, also came out this week. Uh, Fear of Rain. Is that a sequel to Signs? <laughs> Remember <laughs> that the aliens were afraid of rain? <laughs> I think it killed them in that, but sure. You could say afraid of rain, sure. Yeah. Uh, this is Catherine Heigl, Harry Connick Jr., uh, Madison Iceman in it. Uh, what is it about, you ask? Well, Rain was early onset schizophrenia, a con condition that only causes her to see vivid hallucinations. Jesus Christ, that's hard to say. Uh, and also puts a strain on her parents. Uh, when she meets Caleb, a charming, awkward new student at school, she finally feels that her lifetime, lifeline to normality, but as Rain starts to suspect her uh, neighbor kidnapped a child, she must soon figure out who, uh, who and what is real, and also uh, battling the overwhelming forces that haunts her daily life. This has 5.8 on uh, out of 10 on IMDb, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 61% of Google's users like this movie. A French Exit, a widowed New York socialite and her aimless son moved to Paris as she spends the last of her husband's inheritance. 62% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 59% on Metacritic. Uh, starring Michelle Pfeiffer, Luke Hedges, uh, Imogen Poots, uh, directed by Az Azazel Jacobs. So, Luke, which of these movies would you like to see? Um, hmm, I think, I guess I'm going to go Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, same here, since I've seen Judas and the Black Messiah. I also want to see that, but uh, Willy's Wonderland just looks ridiculous and silly, so. <laughs> Definitely. 
Hey, audibletrial.com slash another digital titan. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital titan. Next week, we will talk of news of the week. We will uh, have another digital review of the Courier. I'm going to guess that's a movie about somebody that is having something that she shouldn't have or they shouldn't have. I'm going to guess it's something about narcotics. Uh, yeah, either that or it's going to be like a speed where like it's a they're delivering a package and they can't stop going a certain speed with the package. Otherwise, you know. yeah, <laughs> that would be, that would be fun. A sequel to Speed, Speed Three: The Carrier. That's what we need. Uh, then we're going to watch a new television show. Look, we haven't told the audience about this, but uh, we will uh, start watching. Tell me your secrets. What is that all about? Uh, three characters, each with their own troubling backstory, are pushed to the edge as the truth about their past and motives becomes much murkier. Uh, so yeah, we're not. It, it's kind of got a very cryptic description of what it's about. We're not really a hundred percent sure. At least I'm not what we're getting into. Oh no. We're kind of going on a wing on a prayer. Is that what they say in America? Yeah, but it's got an interesting concept. Uh, it's just how yeah. how's the execution going to be? Are we going to go past two episodes? We really don't know. And I, that's kind of my favorite way oh. to go into one of these. Is like we really don't know if it's going to be good or not. Yeah. I think I think we knew that we were going to watch all episodes of the, the stand. I mean, if it was atrocious, I don't think we would have done it. But uh, I, I think we knew by episode two that it was watchable. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Jeremy around. Uh, anything cool in the Jeremy around looky duke? Uh, PewDiePie music video. Probably start there. Yeah. He really hates those kids. <laughs> It, it you know it, it the whole joke uh, of the music video was basically uh, uh, kids. There are little kids on YouTube that aren't supposed to necessarily be on YouTube according to their rules, but they're still on mm -hmm. YouTube, right? They're right, right. You know, uh, it was very funny, very like uh, cursy, uh, very. Different from other things he has made, so yeah, I really, really, really liked it. I didn't think it was the best song he's done, but the music video was one of the better music videos. Um, I thought it was very yeah. well put together. Uh, I went down a rabbit hole again. Uh, this this week it was Sorted Food. Have you ever heard of this YouTube channel? No, I don't think so. So... Uh, they 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 kind of have different things, but they have uh, one of uh, their competitions that they do is a relay, when where they have to tag each other to make uh, 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 different dishes. And there's three uh, unprofessionals and two cooks. And, like, there's a theme uh, for the relays. For example, in one of the... Uh, they have to make uh, spaghetti, for example. And uh, 
uh, one of them have to start. And it's very, very funny. I watched a lot of their YouTube stuff this, this week. Sorted food on YouTube. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you seen anything about Gay Burger? About what? Gay Burger. Oh, yes. I did see something about Gay Burger. Okay, I sent uh, the, I sent the, the uh, website in the chat, so we can actually just go to the website and talk about it, because I think it's totally worth it. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, this was started kind of like Mr. Beast Burger as a charity to help out not only struggling restaurants right now, but also um, it says 100% of proceeds 100% of proceeds go to Los Angeles LBG, LGBT Center for Homeless Youth. So it's also for uh, it's also for charity for homeless uh, gay youth. I'm very happy that you sent me that. <laughs> right. I, t- I told you it was worth talking about. <laughs> Because the very first thing when you load up GayBurgers.com, that's GayBurgers.com. I think they have, like, they're only in major cities, uh, so I think it's, like, Los Angeles, uh, New York, and a couple others or whatever. What is, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and New York are the only places you can actually order this. Um, but this was started by a YouTuber as well, just like the Mr. Beast Burger was. A YouTuber started Mm -hmm. this, bro. I don't remember the guy's name, but, uh... Yeah, have you looked? Have you looked at any of the names of the burgers by any chance? <laughs> no, but let's address the first thing I saw. Oh right, okay. Go. What, you, what is the first thing you see when you go to gay gayburgers.com? <laughs> that is Ronald McDonald and the Burger King kissing. <laughs> Very tenderly, yeah. tenderly kissing. They're not like making out or anything. They're just tender no. kiss on the on the lips. And and then then it says meat between the buns question mark seems pretty gay already. <laughs> Let's make it gay for charity. So their main <laughs> burger is the love love me daddy burger. They have the help me daddy uh, burger. Uh, the I like chicks chicken <coughs> chicken burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the no more milk daddy is their vegan. Uh, <laughs> Burger, yeah. Extremely gay fries, <laughs> <laughs> which are basically just like a uh, uh, wild style fries, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> the reason why I've heard of this is uh, from the means, of course. Oh well, yeah, I I saw that, but the first time, well, Swell also did a, a video on it, and actually, surprisingly ah. enough, they both agreed that they, it needed more salt. Both Frenemies and Swell Entertainment <laughs> said, you need to put salt on the burger and the fries. So, I don't know. Oh, that is so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> did you see the Jack Snyder, Zack Snyder Justice League trailer? Uh, no, I haven't yet. Okay. Uh, I'll watch it, it is, but I don't actually right. care, because I don't care about superhero movies, and... Right. You know, this is even one step down from that, even though people are so excited. They love Zack Snyder, apparently, or whatever. I, I'm totally indifferent to it. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally okay. No, I'm not saying sorry to you. I'm saying sorry to all the oh. people who are so insanely, like, into this and just, like, want it to be the best thing ever. You know what I mean? Um... Uh... What else did I see this week? Uh, I don't think I saw anything else. 
yeah, it seems. For a while there, it seemed like us and Internet Today were, like, on the same path of news stories and, like, we were doing the same stuff every (laughs) single week, right? And it seems like in the last two months, they we've diverged from each other and are going on our own separate paths because they don't aren't Mm. basically covering anything we cover. Or if they do, it's, like, a week after we cover it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm very glad that uh, their their uh, lackey, what what was his name? Kevin, I think, him? or <laughs> Evan. Yeah, Evan has stopped listening to the show, so <laughs> so we don't need to hear it again and again. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I I still like those guys. They are funny. It's okay. I think honestly, they've gotten in the last year have gotten less uh what's a good word for it out there because i think they're they have more advertisers and they're more worried about like that than they are sure when they had less advertisers yeah uh oh uh the last uh, video from cold ones uh, that was fun pretty standard yeah. YouTube video of blending things, but still very... I mean, th- those guys make it make the, anything funny, so... Yeah, and their blending of Tickle Me Elmo is one of the best things I've seen in quite a while. Right. I had never seen, seen a t- Tickle Me Elmo that destroyed and still working. <laughs> uh, okay, I think that's everything, right? I think so. I mean, I can't think of anything else. Okay, uh, then I'm going to say, from Norway, my name is Fro. Uh, from the U.S., my name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs> <laughs>